Brothers and sisters, St. Paul instructs us to be thankful, and I am so thankful to be here on Independence Day, on the birthday of our nation. I'm thankful to Bishop Birmingham for being with us here at St. Cletus to lead us in prayers of gratitude and thanksgiving for all God has done with us, for us, and through us. I'm thankful to Father Elmer for his invitation for me to come and, and be with you all here at St. Cletus for what he assured me would be a very normal daily Mass. <laughs> I was really impressed. St. Cletus is a special place. But above all, I'm thankful to our veterans who are with us this morning, who have demonstrated to us sacrifice, courage, We've demonstrated to us that the ultimate act of thanksgiving is to give and not count the cost. I've been blessed in my family that three generations of my family have served in the military. My great-uncle Arthur served with the army in the Pacific Theater during World War II. My uncle Dale served with the Army Corps of Engineers. And my brother Trevor, who would be embarrassed to be included on this list, currently serves with the Marines. Now, before you get excited, he serves with the Marine Band. <laughs> Gunnery Sergeant Trevor Mowry is a member of the President's own, and he is trained in combat woodwinds. But even in his own way, my brother's service recognizes the goodness of our nation. And that is primarily what we give thanks for this morning. We give thanks to God for the goodness of America. Because the goodness of this nation is not something that we have created by our own hands. Our readings today make very clear that the goodness of our nation, what is worth sacrificing for, what is worth giving lives for without counting the cost, that goodness of America is rooted in God's most ancient gifts. He created the human race in his own image and likeness. But God has created all men equal, and as their creator endows them with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That regardless of race or class, of sex or religion, all might recognize their inherent dignity when they turn to see God. And the goodness of America is that inscribed into our law, into our very declaration of independence, is this fundamental belief in God's gift that all are created equal, all are worth sacrificing for, all are worth dying for, for all bear that image and likeness of God. And the goodness of America is something that we sang about in our opening hymn as well, those purple mountains, majesty, those fruited plains from sea to shining sea, God's gift is in the very land itself. God looked upon all he had made and saw that it was very good. Not just a little bit. 
Not just good enough, but very good. And on this Independence Day, we can look out and say the same, that God's creation is very good. There is a wealth, there is an abundance that we have at our disposal. The goodness of America is rooted in God's most ancient gifts. And the goodness of America also presents the challenge of America. Because while we inscribe in our law the equality of all persons, while we recognize the abundance, the wealth of our nation, we have, as a nation, not always lived up to the greatness of those gifts. History has not ended. We are still in the process of unfolding all of God's gifts to us as a nation. The struggle, the challenge for us as Americans is that we are conducting an experiment in democracy. What binds us together as a nation is our great law, our constitution, our form of government. There was no common culture before 1600 in these United States. And that experiment, that human project presents a challenge. It can challenge us to think that America is on our shoulders, that we are the ones who have to bear it forward. And when we get so blinkered, so myopic in our vision, we start to draw lines. We're the ones defending the American project. Those people over there, they're getting in our way. And we're tempted to forget the greatness of God's gift, that all are made in the image and likeness of God. We begin to define people as being made in the image and likeness of ourselves. And we lose sight of God's gift of equality. We lose sight of what makes America so good. Law and human effort alone cannot secure our dignity, cannot ensure that God's good gift to each and every one of his creatures is going to be upheld. And so God gives another gift to us. He gives us himself. He gives us his beloved Son, God incarnate, the Word made flesh. He gives us his love so that we might remember who we are. He gives us the one who will reawaken our awareness of our great dignity. The love of God revealed in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is a true uniting force, a true binding force that goes beyond anything that we as human beings can create, even something so great as the laws of our nation. For we cannot create the law of love. Only God can give us that. Only God can show us its true power, its true strength, that it goes beyond anything we can ask for or imagine. For with some trepidation, we ask our brave men and women in the armed forces to put their lives on the line. 
And they do so willingly because of the goodness of our nation. But who among us would ask God to put his life on the line for us? Who among us would expect God to die, to sacrifice, to give everything without counting the cost? But that's just what he does. Because of his great love for us as his creation. Because God continues to see the goodness he has created in us and wants to save it, to rescue it, to draw it back to his original plan. And so he gives us his love as that bond of perfection. What truly unites us is that sacrifice of Christ, something that draws us to God himself, just as we are drawn in this place to the sacrifice that our men and women, the armed forces, have made. We are likewise drawn day after day, Sunday after Sunday, to the sacrifice God has made, that he shares the fruits of that sacrifice with us, often without the blare of trumpets, often without the full brass band or the display of colors, but always with sincerity, always with power, always with the possibility of perfecting us, of giving us what we need to live up to the gifts God has given us as a nation. With that power of God at our backs, brothers and sisters, aware once again of the goodness of America, ready to face the challenge of America, we stand ready to face the future of America. Because you and I, brothers and sisters, we are the rich man in today's parable. We have reaped a bountiful harvest. We stand as inheritors of gifts that were beyond our imagination. And the man in the parable starts off well enough. He asks the right questions. What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. So far, so good. And is the question we ought to ask ourselves, what shall we do, we who have been given such an abundant harvest, a harvest of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, a harvest of abundance and wealth, a harvest of freedom. There's a temptation to turn inward, to tear down and build up higher walls, to keep safe what we have been given. But the future of America does not look inward. The future of America with God looks outward. For that is the standpoint, the viewpoint of love. Because were our veterans to look inward, they would not have served at all. If those who are not with us, because of their sacrifice, had looked inward, there would be nothing there to celebrate. It is that outward viewpoint, the stance of love that God calls us to take here today, to look out into a future that we cannot begin to imagine. Because the rich man's fault, where he went wrong, was in the rejection of love, in the rejection of that bond of perfection, seeing himself as the only worthy recipient of his abundant harvest. 
to see to his own needs, to rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God calls us to give, to continue to struggle, to make good on the gifts that he has implanted within us. For God asks us to be rich in love, love of him who has created us, who has given us all these good gifts, who has saved us in his son, to be rich in love of neighbor, those who with us share that dignity of being made in the image and likeness of God, who with us are called to stewardship, to oversee all the good things that God has created, to love those who are in need of our surplus, in need even of our own necessity. God calls us to be rich in tearing down and giving away, to give without counting the cost. The future of America depends on our discipleship on how we are able to follow the example of the one who has gone before us into death and then rose to newness of life so that we might not fear giving all we have. Because when we have given everything away, what we are left with is God, who is everything. The goodness of America rests on God's most ancient gift. The challenge of America can only be met by following the example of Christ. And the future of America depends upon your discipleship and mine, on our commitment to following the one who was so rich in what matters to God, he gave everything away, even his own life, so that we, created equal, endowed with those inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I pursue our true happiness, the bond of perfection, love itself.